Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A&E, and joining me, my co-host, Nat Dion Sands for Primetime. What's up? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Hey, we are back. Uh, we I want to apologize because we did not have a show for you guys last week. We did not do. We did not record a Nergasm. Excuse me, a No Give Me Seated podcast. Uh, my whole family got sick, <clears throat> and of course, the weather's changing out there. I don't know what it's like down south right now, probably, but up here, it just got cold all of a sudden, and. My son got sick, and then he passed it on to my daughter, to which passed on to my wife, which passed it on to me. And I was just like, ugh. So, weeks of having to take care of all of them. And, then, of course, uh, we got, uh, had to get tested. He did not have COVID, so we are just dealing with a regular upper respiratory infection. So, <clears throat> It's been so that's what it's been. I've been taking care of them, and then on top of that, then I got sick myself, so I just kind of went down for the count. But I said I'm not going to miss two podcasts in a row. So, uh, hope you guys, I am congested. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting the Jackie Jackson thing going, I could, I could lose my voice. I hope not. So, if you hear me sniffing a lot or coughing <coughs> or anything like that. That's just to let you know, you know, I'm doing the best I can, but I, I wanted to get a podcast out to you guys, stuff like that. So, yeah, um, how you feel over there, Brian? Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, thanks. Cool. Is the weather changing changing down there drastically, like like ours is up here? Uh, our weather is always bipolar, so I, I guess. <laughs> you know, that's right. You know, sure. Everything in Florida is bipolar, man. Like... It's, it's like, well, it's not cold, cold, nothing like that, but it's like raining, storming one day, and then the next, the next minute, it's sunny, and all dried up like it ain't even storm. so, you know. Exactly. That's what we do with up here. We have, we have to bring our hoodie out in the morning, but then, it'd be so hot, you have to turn the air conditioner on in the car in the afternoon. Yeah. And that, that right there gets you sick. So, but, uh, Guys, we got we got some things to get into, uh, with um, a, a things going on in wrestling, and a lot of it's indie wrestling news this week. 
But before we get all up into that, make sure you guys check out SpacesAffiliate.com. Dutch Cup, we are a part of the uh, showcase. Black podcasters here, up here in the city of Philadelphia. And of course, you know, help our podcasts all over the world. You guys can check out their uh, content on there as well. The, the Lulu and Pop Plus One. Lulu and Pop Horror Show. Uh, both sides, the Market Dark Show, and doing business with Mark Randall. You guys also check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there as well. That is the No Gimmicks Either Wrestling Podcast, the Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast, Drunk Thoughts, and Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. <clears throat> you guys can also check us out on all the podcasts apps Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. And like, if you like the snippets, check us out on YouTube Premium as well. So, <clears throat> also, make sure you guys check out my co-host's show, The Prime Nostalgia Podcast. Even though we didn't have a show for you last week, Prime did deliver uh, on The Prime Nostalgia Podcast this past Friday. So, Prime, who was on the show? Uh, we had um, a friend of mine named Darius Love. He was on a Nickelodeon show uh, called Alex Mack, and he uh, he was supposed to play Tupac and didn't, but he, he did a uh, he, he did a lot of stuff. He did a he was in uh, Janky Promoters. Oh, okay. And he did the Tupac hologram a few years ago. Really? Yeah. I know they had somebody do to do the do, do the hologram. You know, did you see the hologram, the Tupac hologram? Yeah, when when, when they first when they first did it with him rapping on the stage. Yeah, with Snoop Dogg. Huh? The one with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I I I, I just thought it was a hologram. I didn't know somebody was actually doing it. Yeah, well, he yeah yeah he was doing it. He was like the body double for the hologram, and he was doing the voice. Oh, okay. Well, that's dope. Yeah, he he voiced them also in uh, Straight Outta Compton as well. He he was just so. Straight Outta Compton. You said no. He was the voice. He wasn't the actor. He was the voice. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm Anyways, he the actor that played Tupac in Straight Outta Compton. His mom did not like the voice. Yeah. So they called him in to. Do the voice, and then they put the voice <laughs> in, um, the voice on. Oh, that's what's up, Hail Mary. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, so that's him doing that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's dope. Well, I, guys, make sure you guys check out that interview as well, along with the Prime Conversations podcast that Primetime has. We are going to be looking into doing some kind of special interviews and stuff like that on Nerdgasm Talk. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for all that great stuff. We we actually figure it out. Uh, <clears throat> check out the real dirt coalition.com. You guys can check out the website where we have all the stuff on there. You guys can buy, get ready, get ready for the winter time, fight the Delta variant with your COVID 19 mask from the Nerd Coalition Studios and all that great stuff. So make sure you check this, check us out. So, a lot of things going on in the world of indie wrestling this week, prior time. Uh, we see that I did do a raw review of part two of the the draft so we can go over the the, the moves that Raw made <coughs> in the draft and how the fuck did they botch 
this quick this quiz crowd already. There uh, is. I mean, what did you think was gonna They have no respect for the women whatsoever in this tournament. And just not figuring that out. No, <laughs> stop that! Stop that! Stop that! You 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 already know that if they're gonna have a tournament or something. Because first of all, a year ago they weren't treating the women like this. Some some happened. And now the women don't even get no time in their matches or stuff like that now. This ain't you know something what? that's been happening for the past six years. Maybe, maybe, maybe the people from Saudi was like, hey, they gave you more money. You keep the women up the shit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Play. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just very disrespectful. Especially, we can see uh, how, how, how Knockouts has been doing this weekend. But before we get to all that stuff, we are going to, um, we got two women. Coming back to professional wrestling in, in the form of the revamp WOW, Women of Wrestling. Remember WOW? I very much heard of WOW, but for it to be a thing, a force, uh, it should not. Well, it has a new backer, so I would say good on them. Yeah, well, <coughs> they, they revamped WOW. Is great. Huh? I was going to say, I, I, their owner, she got a lot of stuff to handle, but I guess it's kind of like Tony Khan, so, yeah. Yeah. Except her her organization is a winning organization, so. Well, we, 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 we might have to find out about that because, uh, wow, uh, they, they, they signed two people, Tessa Blanchard, who's back up in the wrestling news, and AJ Lee. Or go by her name. Uh, what's name? What's name? She going by now? AJ Mendez. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, because you know, uh, Wow is, you know, a woman. I used to watch Wow back in the nineties, and I know they revamped it, and then now it's like another revamp that they're doing for Wow. So, uh. that was the, the good news, but that's not what the what the big news story was. I'm with AJ for when that's. I'm just uh, clearing it out. AJ is not wrestling. She's just a producer. Or, yes, that is right. She said she's not going to wrestle. She is going to be a producer. Me, you got me 1,000% messed up. If AJ is not about to sign with AEW and wrestle, but going to wrestle Tessa Blanchard. Wow, you got me all the way messed up. So there's no way I think she's wrestling in the wild. That's all. Do, do, do you think that AJ is going to come to the AEW in, in, in the future? If she wants to wrestle, yes. If she's just in wild to be, if she just in wild to be a producer, then sure. But if she literally has like a match in wild against like Tessa, somebody's gonna be that's gonna be very disappointing. It that's is. All. Oh, oh. oh my gosh! You mean tell me you can come back against Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, or Hikaru Shida, somebody, uh, and then you can come back against Tessa Blanchard? All right. Yeah. But it's neither here nor there because I didn't have it yet. I'm just saying. No, but I mean, Tessa Blanchard is the is the thing here because, so, her going to Wow, shows you that the two biggest wrestling companies in America, the WWE and AEW, don't want nothing to do with Tessa Blanchard. Even yeah, they don't. Even her dad, being in AEW, has it in, and and she's not there. And the reason being is because of the the allegations and stuff that uh, of what. Things have said that were accused of her a couple of years ago about the racist comments she made and 
her bullying. She has not had a good representation uh, backstage in the women's locker room. And a lot of women, not just one woman, I just saw women get try, try, try to mess her up. Uh, multiple women came forth and said this about Tessa Blanchard. <coughs> and Tessa has not uh, apologized about any of this because she felt as though that she didn't do anything wrong or that also that, she, that, that they're saying about her is false. And she doubled down on it. Well, well, then her doubling down on it shows her she ain't got no job in other big organizations. Because a, a woman with the talent that Tessa Blanchard has, WWE or AEW would have been swept, swept her up. Her and Charlotte being doors of the horsewoman could have made a very WrestleMania. They could have had a big WrestleMania match. Or even coming over to AEW, there's a lot of things that she, that she could have did over there. But, no, that's not what happened. So, they, there was a comment, uh, I don't know if this was in the Pro Wrestling Insider, whatever the case may be, saying that the reason why Tessa Blanchard has to come over with WWE or AEW is because she had nuclear heat. <clears throat> and they used the term nuclear. So, WoW decided... That they were going to make a t-shirt that had Tessa Blanchard on there that said, like, surrounded by fire, that said nuclear on it. Well, let's just say that went over as about as good as a fart in church. And they don't go over well. And exactly. So, uh, that, well, I was like, what... If you're going to try to put some attention on your company, I don't think that's the way you go about it. At I all. think they probably just have a lot of people that like are like smarts, but they don't know the business side yet. So they're trying to be clever, but it's like this is not a it's not good clever a good kind of clever. Uh huh. Well, I mean, like it's like it's like because you know I said I understand what I guess what they were uh trying to say, but um no that uh that is not you know I was like that's not that's not that's not even smart at all. And uh and I I like I I know that you're trying to see if they can like they turn this like kind of they did Nia Jax like turn this nuclear thing into a uh it's like a money grab but no this woman says some racist shit or this woman said there's some bullying shit you that's not something you try to capitalize on that's something you try to make better and i don't know if it's gonna make it like i i don't want her to, to try to make money and heal off of this shit that you know could have brought harm to a lot of people stuff like that no that, that that's just dumb i also don't know how much um the boss knows about the, the deep issues of her shit. I don't think she knows. <clears throat> you, you, so, you would just put a, down a t-shirt and not do no research? You know what I'm saying? I think she's just like, yeah, whatever, it's a cool shirt. I don't think she, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, research. I don't think she know what nuclear heat means. She's like, oh, that's a cool shirt. I don't think she knows like anything about the inner workings or anything like that. Uh-huh. 
I just said I think. I really don't know because she's more, you know, she's uh, the basketball world. She's not the, you know, wrestling world. Yeah, she's not immersed in it enough to probably know. Uh huh. I keep saying the owner. Did I explain who the owner is? My bad. No, not really. It's Janie Buss. Yes, that's right for the Lakers. Yes. The, is she the owner or the, the whatever higher up second yeah. in charge or in charge of the Lakers? So, yes. She's, uh, she's absolutely more right. immersed. She's more immersed in the uh, in the basketball world and not much into the wrestling world. Yeah. So she probably don't know all the inner work. <coughs> uh-huh. No, I mean, look, I, I I get, maybe they don't know, but like I said, right now, in the wrestling world, I mean, like, it's not really going over well. And I, I, right now, for a woman that has the talent that Tessa Blanchard has, it's just like, bruh, sis, I, 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 I don't know what your problem is. You're very young. You have a chance to have a whole career ahead of you, to be honest with you. But, uh, like I said, if, I'm not saying you got to go on the so-called apology tour, but I mean it would make things right if you had brought somebody kind of hard, you know, use that, you know, using some kind of racist language or whatever the case may be, or even bully some people, especially with society how, how it is today. I don't know how long it's gonna last. To be honest with you, I'm not really into WoW. I'm not gonna really say like I'm gonna go out my way to watch WoW. If they get Scott, if they get Scott Blue, I might try to check out. Oh, Sky Blue's all elite, though, is she? I think she's officially all elite. Well, I mean, if that ain't the case, then Jade is not the ass out of there on uh, on Rampage. Yeah, but I don't think she's, like, officially... Like, Karen Hogan wasn't officially all elite, but she was on Rampage either. Oh, is she officially all elite now? Yeah, now, like, this week, she just officially got all, all elite this week. Oh, okay. So, do you think she'll eventually apologize, and she has something to apologize about, or she's going to stuck in her ways, or how they going to work out her ways. You know how she's going to be stuck in her ways. I did nothing wrong. You know how. You know, obviously, she's going to be like her uncle Rick. I did nothing wrong. So, you know. <laughs> even though all these thousands of people said that she did it. Or hundreds of people said that you did it. I did nothing wrong. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate, because, like I said, she's only 26 years old. She still has a whole career in front of her. And you never know what goes on in the future. I mean, shit, Hulk Hogan came back. So... She might have just going to do her best to avoid it and try to keep doing it without, obviously, apologizing. Probably so, but if she wants to go to, if she wants to make it to like AEW or like, I think honestly, she, I think she's probably banned from AEW. Honestly, she probably could be WWE. I think she has a better chance to go to WWE than AEW. Yeah, of course. But but like, once again, but then maybe if she does, then maybe she had to be on a different brand of Ricochet because I think they had like a domestic. You said they did it. They had like a what? I think they had a domestic uh, thing, so I don't know. They'd be able to be on the same block. Yeah, I, I was about to say, yeah, I was wondering, like, did, 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 like, how did the, 
her and Ricochet thing ended. I think it was a domestic thing. Well, was she beating up on him? Was he beating up on her? I think both. I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. I never knew, like, why they broke up in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. So. Now, Ricochet said, I, I don't got one. I got two now. <laughs> he damn sure do. Okay, I don't care what nobody say. Also, this weekend, as we keep the, keep keep things moving on, they had a uh, GCW. So GCW is like the like all like 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 the new age ECW in a way of how they try to make noise when you got these big companies such as. WWE and AEW are concerned, and they had a show in Atlantic City uh, this past weekend called what was it? Uh, the GCW Fight Club, I believe it was called, where John Moxley came there in the main event to go in a, some kind of death match. I think it was against uh, Nick yeah, Gage. It was a death match. Huh? Yeah, for the title, it was a death match. I guess you said for a time because you was breaking up when you said it. Oh, I said it was a death match for the title. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I did see the death match. I just heard it was very, very violent. And me personally, I don't care to see a Nick Gage match at all. I don't either, but you know. No, I don't know. His, 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 his wheelhouse is the death match, so he's going to kill himself. And uh, those people, their fans are bloodthirsty, so they don't care. Well, you know I mean? like, oh, he's over as fuck. He's over He's o- over as crazy over in GCW, but uh, me personally, I'm like, <clears throat> I thought Mac, Mac Cardona would have kept it, but he was in an internet championship versus career match, and he defeated... Uh, First name Effie. Effie, yes. Yeah, not sure who that is. Uh, they had a scramble Effie match. Is, huh? Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Oh. Effie is a good wrestler. Oh, okay. Scramble match he with just, Jimmy Lloyd, huh? I said he just. Hopefully, he get regular opportunities and not just people judging him because it's like what he do. But, yeah. Gotcha. We'll see. Uh, Leo Rush came back in a triple threat match with uh, Alex Zane and Ninja Mac. So uh, he I came in. winning that match against Ninja Mac. Come on now. Ninja Mac. Is he bad? I, Is he like Glacier? I don't know. I don't uh, know. The name just don't sound like a name I would, you know. You know he could be I good. guess Leo Rush should try to get his feet wet before he come, before he come to All League and had that match with Dante yeah. Martin. Uh, what was it the, the scramble match of Jimmy Lloyd and Jiro Loco ASF Brandon Lee, uh, Dante Leon, uh, Calvin Tegman, and Thunder Rosa? Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa was there. Well, I'm glad they're. I am glad they out there helping out different companies and they're allowed to do that while still being signed on Lee because you know, I think it's good for the wrestling business. <coughs> helps out, helps out, helps out their, their show a lot, and they can, uh, you know, do 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 good things about this. But like I said, uh, I don't engage the man over there. But I, I, 
I am not a fan of seeing a Nick Gage match other than just seeing the same shit of light tubes and, you know, violence. Hey, maybe he'll die. Say one what? Day. Maybe he'll die in a match one day. Okay, I'm not wishing for nobody to die in a match. No, I said maybe he'll die in a match one day. I don't want him to die. Uh, oh my god! It was a joke because he died yeah. already in the match. Oh yeah, he did die already in the match, but still, I'm like, uh, I just want him to get his, you know, his Falcon's arrow a little bit better. Well, I don't think he did. I don't, he don't even do that move. Like he's never done that move. Why would he try that shit, man? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Why, why would he try? My, my guys, it's like kind of like, you know how when you start seeing superstars go for uh, the three amigos and they can't twist the legs right like Eddie can. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are you doing this move? Nah, I think his is like, like when Lavar ball, when Lavar, not Lavar, yeah, when Lavar ball was in the wrestling, he ran to the ring and just to, just to do it. That's what I think Nick Gage was doing. He's like, I'm on TV, so I'm gonna just do whatever I, I do. Wow, that's it. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm on TV. Well, another pay per view that ha- that happened also. Was Impact Wrestling, who ha- which has been pretty good lately. I haven't been keeping up with it, obviously, but they had the knockouts knockdown in all women's pay per view because you know uh, my girl Mickey James is there and she's gonna make sure her women get her to their flowers. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and they had a uh, a whole knockouts tournament uh, thing of who the winner would. Uh, uh, we'll be we'll a future knockouts championship matchup. Yep. So it's like it's like you know a cup. Yeah, uh, some of the ladies that he had in there was Mercedes Martinez. Found herself a job. She's back at Impact. Uh, I don't lady, know if she's in Impact, Impact, or was she just doing it for this tournament? That's a good way too. But uh, she won the whole day. She won the whole thing though. Yeah, you can have you can win it and then have a match. It don't mean you sign it. Uh, fair enough. I'm sorry. I'm used to the, the, the WWE way, where it's like if you ain't gonna sign like Kota Ibushi, we we're not gonna make you win. <laughs> so that, honestly, if Kota would have won the tournament. I mean, I, if it wasn't for the belt, then yes. Like if he was, I wish they would have let him be in the finals though. Yeah. Anyways, so they did sorry. it. Mercedes uh, Martinez, Lady Frost. Uh, Renee Michelle, Chelsea Green, Tasha Steele, Jamie. I don't even C- know why Renee Michelle was in the match, but all right. <laughs> uh, Tasha Steele, Jamie uh, Siegel, uh, Siegel, Rachel Erlering, and Brandy Lauren. Not familiar with, with Brandy Lauren. Brandy Lauren was uh, she was in WWE. She got signed to NXT and then got fired. It's not funny, but like, damn, she got signed to NXT, and then like, as soon as she moved into her house, they fired her, so she had to move out the next day. Oh, I heard about that story. That's my stuff too. That but uh, she was she didn't have no match on TV, but she was like, when Damian Priest won the North American title, he jumped in the jacuzzi with like two people. She was one of the people. Oh, okay. yeah, that that was a great picture. Great picture. I remember that. Mercedes Martinez ends up, ends up uh, winning the whole thing. They do. They did have a um, a memorial for Daphne. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called the the, the Shannon Daphne Memorial Monsters Ball match. But they, did, they also did, did like a ten bell salute for, her, and that, and that was great because that 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 older guard in that company did her wrong. Yeah, 
So, I'm glad to see them do that. <coughs> they had a tag team match for the knockouts. Uh, uh, tag team championship, D- Decay, Havoc, and Rosemary. Uh, with Black Tyrus and Crazy. Who is Black Tyrus? That's a newer character in the, in the uh, Decay. Okay. Uh, defeated the influenced Madison Rain and uh, Tanita Dashwood. The girl can't. She just can't seem to retire. Who are you talking about? Uh, Madison Rain. Yeah, Madison. She's retired three times. She she retired like two years ago. She was like, "All right, I'm done." And then she did announce, and she unretired from doing that. Then. Uh, she was like, all right, I'm done. And she went back to announcing again. And then she was like, I'm done. And now she's back. With she, <laughs> that she can stay she retired. She retired like three times during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up? Like her and Leo Rush got something in common. No, but Leo Rush retires because he gets injured. She doesn't get injured. She just retires. Oh, she, she, she get her Jordan on out here. I just want to come back and just get that, get that taste some more, show, show, show some more stuff. So that's. But, yeah, nah, the match was all right. I mean, I already knew Decay was gonna win. It's, Madison Rain is not, you know, Rain to the dashboard are not about to win no tag titles, unfortunately. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, this happened on knockouts, but uh, the whole thing was with Diana Perrazzo attacking. Mickey James at the farm. I thought that was a good segment that I wanted to give a little love onto what Knockouts did there. And this tournament was actually pretty good. The women got time to, to showcase who they were and have some decent matches opposed to what the hell we got on SmackDown for the uh, the Queen's Crown. Yeah. Which makes no sense to me. How Tony Storm and Liv Morgan both lost in the first round. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on that. Uh, we'll get on that later, but we actually will get on it no matter. But I just want to uh, bring up real quick: a monster's ball match was, it was great. Jordan Grace hit a muscle buster on some thumbtacks. I just I wanted to call out that spot. That spot was good. That uh, shit had to hurt. Uh, yeah, she said it hurt. Yeah. <clears throat> she, she said it hurt. Yeah, I, mean, I think that. I, 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 who in the, now? Listen, in the Monsters Ball, they had was it so Savannah Evans, Kim, Kimberly, uh, and who's the other one? Kim, uh, Jordan Grace. No, and uh, Ashaya Edwards. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I, I like I do like I do love me some Jordan Grace. Kimberly yeah, is cool. She, 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 she actually it, it, like you know the whole nice girl thing, but uh, <clears throat> Savannah Evans. I'm not I'm not too familiar with who Savannah Evans is. Yeah, they do have a lot of people or people that they want to showcase, just like the NWA. Uh, women's show. Okay. Uh, okay. Damn, but a muscle butt. I mean, I had to hurt Jordan Grace and whoever she did it on. I'm surprised she didn't go over in this match. Yeah. Well, she's been there for a while, so she's been champion, so they wanted to 
you know, make somebody else win. <coughs> that is right. I, yeah. Uh, you know, I need Jordan, Jordan yeah. Gracie to come to come to AEW. You think everybody good is to go to AEW? They need to. I think she's good in Impact. Fair enough. I would like too. to see her in AEW. Well, I think she's good building the Impact roster because they do have a good women's roster that can go. And uh, they lost a lot of people this past year. Obviously, a lot of people went to AEW, but then they gained a lot of good people as well. So I think she should stay there, at least for the time being, because they are doing good things with their women. And uh, AEW, good or bad women, they still don't do good booking their women. Good or bad of how they wrestle. They still don't do a good job. You know, you actually right there because uh, one thing TNA or not Impact Wrestling has always done good was their knockouts division. Yep. So having them Speaking still, of that, huh? We get awesome con. Yes. Oh man. Uh, so at Battle Glory, which is supposed to be uh, Impact Wrestling's like WrestleMania, which I don't know what happened to Battle Glory. I don't know if are you still having a Battle Glory tournament. They been stop doing that. Oh, they been some damn. No, they didn't stop doing it like a long time ago. They started doing option C. I don't, I don't remember, remember what option C was. Option C was like when the X Division champion can give up their title to have a match with the champion and, and possibly win. Austin uh, Aries did it first. Oh, I got you. So Austin Aries gave in his X Division championship to challenge. I believe Robert Roode or Samoa Joe, and he won. And then after that, uh, I think Chris Saban did it. He challenged Bully Ray and beat up Bully Ray and, and won the title. And they started doing Option C every year since then, I think, or, or almost every year since then. Well, so, so does that mean it's going yeah. to be the homeboy from, from from the north? Yep. Oh, God. Who's the champion over there now? Christian. Christian. Oh, that match does not sell worth a shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I would say that too because I don't watch. And even though uh, the guy from the North is good, that is not a selling point. So they're going to have to either get a, a bigger selling match. But, you know, that's just that's just me and what I like. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they do. I don't think they do stuff to share, sell shows anyway because they're already in the same place. They don't like travel. So I don't know. Fair. Well, sometimes they 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 can put on a good show. Mostly the, the anniversary shows they do, but they always do the, the Hall of Fame uh, for the TNA Hall of Fame or the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. And this year, the, the inductee is going to be Awesome Call, well deserved. I don't even know. I did the, I did the Impact Hall of Fame. Who, who, who's in there? Sting, Kurt Angle, the Dudleys, uh, Jared. Gail Kim and uh, James Storm and Abyss. Okay, well, yeah, well, that's a, that's a good luck. They they do one each year, right? Yeah, they only do one. I think they skipped the year one time. I'm about to say yeah, because they, they they can't do. Oh, is, is it Kid Sherrock in the Hall of Fame also? Oh yeah, and Sherrock. Sherrock was last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, and he, yeah, the he rock, and, and the Rock showed up on Impact via video to put over Kid Sherrock in the Hall of Fame. That was dope. That was dope. So yeah, okay. yeah. So, so yeah, okay. I, I, I see that they got they 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 getting up there in uh, inductees. I think 
even though he didn't win the title, I think Monty Brown should probably get him done eventually. Not, not before Ron Killings. Hey, but Ron Killings is going to be in WWE forever. So, this man going to be... Said forever. Like you said, he's going to be the new Mark Henry. They can't wheel Mark Henry down in his casket no more because he's in... Our <laughs> troop is going to be the new person that they wheel down in this casket. It's the way I look at it, like him... Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, like those are names that obviously. Yeah, Daniels, Christian, even. Yeah. Uh, Steiner, uh, Booker. I, I don't. Well, they. Like, 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 well, Steiner and Booker, like, get those days because they were in it at all. Steiner should. I think not, not to be. I don't think Steiner should be like. A big, big name, but like I think Steiner deserves to go in there because he was a big part of that era of um, TNA. Yeah, I mean, he was gonna be, like, like or, said, or at least the main event mob. I just say at least the main <clears throat> because the thing is, like Booker T, I, I like Booker T in the Hall of Fame, but once again, he was there from 2008 to like 2010, 11, 11, yeah. 11. okay, yeah, and then left. So, uh, I mean, so, okay, you know, he, he was I mean, there. I think with Booker, it's not about, it's like, it's, I think it's about moments, really, because Booker had a lot of good moments, even though he wasn't there for that long, rather than, like, a Raisin Red, who was there for, like, 10 years, and they didn't really, he yeah. won championships, but he was quiet. Black Snow. So oh, God, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I'm Black Snow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think Jay Lethal, maybe. Oh, yes. I mem- definitely. I just Jay like Lethal. memorable things, but then if they do one a year, it's kind of hard to be like, here's this guy that didn't win the world title, but he was very memorable. So, if they keep it to one a year, then, then a lot of people will be left out. Well, I if think. not sound with WWE. Well, I think it's, it's smart to keep. I think it's smart to keep it to, to one a year right now. That you never know who could who could come out, and then maybe every now and then you you throw in a tag team or you throw in a, you know. Yeah, but what tag team? They can't do beer money because obviously Robert Roode. Uh, you know well, they can't do Motor City. What they could do Motor City. I'm machine saying, guns. They, they can't do Motor City machine guns. Yeah, because they yeah, that's the only one I think of right now. Voodoo J. Or Kip, who was, was it? Kip James and Voodoo's. Uh, that was Road Dog still, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Oh, wait. Did... Oh, that thing song is probably it. Ain't my bad. Sorry. The original LAX. Uh, Conan and, and uh, Homicide and Hernandez? Yeah. They could. They could, maybe. Yeah. And they want to induct. Uh, d- the new LAX when it came to like you know, uh who we are now, who's a pride and powerful, uh Santos and Ortiz, I'm pretty sure Nick Khan will let him go over and get the get the Hall of Fame trophy. Yeah, but I don't think they I don't know about them yet. Yeah, I, I also didn't do the original LAX first, obviously. Yeah, no, it's just it's just a lot of people that just like Unfortunately, that they are signed to WWE, so they can't really do those people. Like Christian can get his, yeah. And people like that. RVD can probably get his, you know, world champion next division, all that kind of stuff. But 
uh, a lot of people can't get those. Like AJ Styles should have been the first inductee. I don't care. AJ then Kurt, or Kurt and then AJ. Like it should have been back to back. Kurt, AJ, and Samoa Joe, the top three. That's what it should have been. But the first one was Sting, though, right? No, the first one was Kurt. No, wait. The first one was uh, Sting. Was it? Okay, it probably was. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think Sting should have got the first one to be honest with you, but hey, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I I I do agree with you that definitely AJ should have been the very first one. Yes, either should have been AJ and then Kurt or Kurt. So yeah, it's Sting, Kurt, Jared, Earl Hebner. Oh, I I missed Earl Hebner. I did too. Earl Hebner, Gail Kim, Abyss. <sighs> Uh, Sham Rock and Awesome Punk. Yeah. Dude, why did he skip there? I having it? I mean, he was working for 10, uh, 11 years, but I don't know having it? That's like uh, Slick Johnson getting in there. Wow. All right. Well, okay. So, yeah, don't, they already skipped. Well, they skipped 2017, it looks like. I think that's supposed to be Dear James Storm supposed to be now, I think. It, it, I think. So, why, why did they do it 2017 or 2019? I don't know. Like I said, everybody was signed with WWE, so they didn't have nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that is you right. Know, that's what WWE like, just raided everybody. Yeah, Christian couldn't even do it because Christian was under like his little Lakers contract and uh, Joe was under contract, AJ under contract, everybody was under contract, so they couldn't really pick for nobody. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Could put AJ Love in there. Yeah, right. All right. <laughs> cool. Whatever. Don't be hating on my girl, man. Okay. It's okay. I yeah. don't think Angelina, I think Madison Rain get it before Angelina. I'll be obviously. Still, still, you're a better wrestler, though, but still, I got you. Yeah, well, you know, you sleep to the top. Stand there, go on the top. Madison Rain, she looks like a horse. <laughs> oh, my God, that segment. That segment was just, oh, my God. That segment would never get old. I'm surprised they didn't even play on TV. I'm, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, well, I'm going to say like this. All right. <laughs> Congratulations to Awesome Kong. She deserves it. Yeah. You Very know, I, I hope her personal life gets better. But, yeah, she is well-deserved is well because if there was going to be any women that was going to be in here first, it needed to be Gail Kim and Awesome Kong. They, they took that knockout division and they put it on the map. Yeah, I, I kind of thought it was going to be Kong first before Gail, but either one is fine. Exactly. As long as they in there as the first two women, yeah, I, and then anybody else can flow, uh, flow right through there. But other than that, nah. It need to be them. <clears throat> Alright, so now we can go ahead and talk about this other, you know, this, this other bullshit. <clears throat> because the draft uh, part two on Monday happened and I did not review Raw because to be honest with you 
that was just a bad show. Yep. That, oh, of course it was. That show was just a bad fucking show. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go down the draft picks that happened on night two uh, on, on Raw SmackDown. So, uh, now, for night two, Raw had the first pick, I guess, because it was on a Raw show. I was like, you know, Y'all need to have some better rules with this draft because you're like, who the hell's getting the first spot? Who's getting who's getting second? You know, that needs to be established better. And they did not do that. They didn't do a good job of that. Uh Becky Lynch gets goes to Raw, Usos SmackDown, Hurt Business. Well, it's Bobby Bobby Lashley MVP. Uh go to Raw. Sasha Banks is SmackDown. Seth Ross is back on Raw because you know Becky's on Raw now. Kay Nakamura and Rick Boogs is on SmackDown. Damian Priest on Raw. Sheamus on SmackDown. AJ Omos on Raw. Shayna Bay's on SmackDown. Kevin Owens is on Raw now. Zion Lee's on SmackDown. Street Profits is on Raw due to Bianca Belair being on Raw. Viking Raiders on SmackDown. Finn Balor's on Raw. Ricochet's on SmackDown. Karrion Cross is still on Raw. Angel Garza Humberto Carrillo's on SmackDown. Lexa Bliss on Raw. Cesaro, SmackDown. Carmella on Raw. Ridge Holland on SmackDown. Oh, and let's give uh, a shout-out to the free agent, which is supposed to be a shock. You said the free agent that's supposed to be a shock. Gable Stevenson. Yeah, this man hasn't even had a match yet. Ain't had a match, a trade, or did nothing yet. Hasn't even trained yet. He's already signed to Raw. It's like, why even sign, Why even announce that right now? I know they, they try to have like a little surprise pick or try, try, try to make it seem like it was, you know, like, oh my God, we're throwing somebody for a loop here. But I'm like, but, but y'all, y'all put um, a lot of pressure on this kid. It, <laughs> Did you okay? Did you see the actual the actual draft? They try to make it seem like an actual NBA draft. Yes, I see him there with his mama and his dad. That was with, it. In, in in the in the little uh, in the little can from his house where he's standing like he got. I'm like, what? Yeah. It would. He wanted to should have just got the hat that say wrong and put it on his head. That 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 was funny. Oh yeah, if they treated more sports like. But he has he's still in school. The guy the yeah. kid is still in school. He literally said my contract is for when I graduate. So that's gonna I don't know how long he has to graduate, but like Well he, he has one year he, he has one year to go to finish up school. He's a senior. He, he has, has to graduate before he even trains. He hasn't even trained yet. Exactly. And then like I don't know if they think he's gonna pick it up like Kurt Angle because it's a possibility he could pick it up like Kurt Angle, but we don't know that yet. We don't know if you can pick it up like Brock Lesnar can, but even still, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, you got to go do some kind of training. And then, then on top of the training, then, then you got to come back and um, get that main roster. But then on top of that, we don't know how his personality is. We don't know how he's yeah, on the microphone. Like a, you just, just bypass NXT all together, like, for no reason. First of all, that's where he should be going to in the first place, NXT. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey. Bypass everything, right? And Sami Zayn was the last person uh, selected for SmackDown. Uh, 
Yep. And then, of course, Raw, uh, you know, when they had the supplemental picks, uh, Dana Brooke, Dirty Dogs, Hurt Business, and Jackson Riker go to Raw, Gender, and Shaky go to SmackDown, Liv Morgan, me and him, and The Miz on Raw, Natalya and Shotzi on SmackDown, Tamina, Tegan Knox and Veer on Raw. I'm like, well, so they did, how, why put Gender and Shanky on I SmackDown? I don't know. But put Veer on Raw. I don't know why they do some of the stuff that they do. I don't know. Like, why break up? So why, why break up Shazzy Blackheart and Tegan Knox when they were due a, a, a women's tag team championship match and now you just broke them up and they never got that match? Yeah, and they were undefeated as a team. I don't know. I don't. I can't tell you why they do half of the stuff they do. It's stupid. So I, I can't tell you. And then raw this whole draft. This this whole way they doing the draft is stupid to begin with. <coughs> it is stupid, and they don't abide by their rules or nothing. This just shows you it's like it's like a, a fly by the seat of the pants type of action, and that is unacceptable. Yeah, I hate when they they just this fake stuff to make it seem important. Just don't. That's why I don't even watch Raw. It's like they add this stuff to put a name to it to make it sound prestigious, and it's not. But once upon a time, the draft meant something. But that was, what, 2002? 2003? I even didn't mind the years where you had to have a match, and then if you win the match, then your brand wins, and then you just get a pick. They already know who they're going to pick anyway, so I'd rather them do it that way than just... We're going to announce some people here, some people there, some people we're not going to announce for here, some people are going to wait, and some other people are going to wait as well. It just don't make sense. Yeah, see, that that kind of stuff gets annoying, especially when uh, the the draft or... First of all, they have it so damn late in the year. Me, personally, the draft Mm -hmm. should be after us. And then... And then the next week, we're like, this is the first, this is the only time that they have, uh, was it, was it brand, uh, brand, uh, supremacy or something like that? Oh, you talking about, you know, when, 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 the, when the brands go at it with each other? Yeah. And they be, they be all about the brand, even though they just got there like two days ago. All right. Yeah. But me, me personally, the draft should be something after WrestleMania because yeah, most of the time. It used time, to be. Yeah, most of the time since that's the start of their season. Exactly, and then and then you get, but then uh, <clears throat> you can draft, uh, spice up the shows. If you want to have a Raw versus SmackDown stay as Survivor Series, make it like the the, the MLB All Star Game, where if the if the the NL wins, they get home field advantage in the World Series, or if the AL wins. They get home field advantage in the, in the World Series. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It gives them a reason to go out there and fight and play for something. Yeah, they just going to do just because. Which kind of messed yeah. some people up because why does like why does Big Bad you know Kane but the Mads care about brand supremacy you know stuff like that. Exactly. Just for example. But say if okay, if whoever wins Survivor Series, they get the thirtieth pick. In the Royal Rumble, where the loser Raw gets number one pick, or vice versa, or you know, uh, you know, like 
something like that to, to, to make me care. And then you can mm-hmm. do the same thing with all the other pay-per-views that you have leading up into WrestleMania. It's all about just giving a shit and caring. This right here, they didn't follow none of their rules, and it was it was just lazy. Yeah, they, yeah. You can find people that can do a better draft and make it mean something, and whatever the case may be, and just you know. And now Raw look, looks like they, they made out better because they took all of SmackDown's top players, except Roman. Mm-hmm. And that 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 and the Spanish was supposed to be the A show because it's on Fox. It shows how Vincent Man still cares about Raw. That's like you just yeah, took so everybody what? away. Yeah, so we'll see what they do. I mean, I'm assuming they trying to, they took everybody, put them on Raw. So I'm assuming that they trying to do like a, uh, uh, a fresh step up type of thing. Does that make sense? Well, fresh faces. No, not a fresh matchup. I'm talking about like people stepping up, like legit, like you in the mid card now you're a main eventer because we want you to step up to see what you can do. I mean, that, that'd be good because Biggie needs somebody because he ain't got nobody to face. Biggie has people to face. Who? Or Raw? Finn Balor, he can face. Bobby Lashley, he can face. He, they haven't really had their little feud. You just said yourself that you do not want to... They haven't had their feud. They just had one match. They, what you talking about? They had like three. When did they have three matches? If you count the teams, you had the uh, the New Day taking on Bobby Lashley, AJ, and Omos, and he got the pin off that way. Then you had Big E versus uh, Bobby Lashley in the opening of Raw. Then you had him in the cage match at the end of Raw. Then you had him in the triple threat match with Roman Reigns the previous week. Okay. Well, sure. Take Bobby out. They should put Bobby on SmackDown, whatever. Uh, it's still not that many people though. Seth is on there. Edge is on there. Seth and Edge uh, are gonna, you know, do the hell of the sell the right way. <laughs> okay. So then, then after that, they're gonna have somebody. They're gonna need somebody to fight. So, you know, uh, Biggie has opponents. I don't. The only opponent Roman has is Drew and Brock. Because like all, even even I didn't even know Drew Gulak still worked. Oh, I didn't know Drew Gulak still worked here. Yeah, me neither. Even though AJ is still with Almas, he if they break up, he can go for the title. Biggie has people, but Roman has about if they want to do Sheamus, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Nakamura, and then after that, who is it? Yeah, as I'm looking at it right now, you are right. Yes, yeah, so they're gonna have to have people step up because it, 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 there is nobody really. That convincingly can challenge Roman Reigns. They 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 they, they, they literally took all of their. Yeah, we need them to build up Ricochet. Yeah, we need them to build up Ricochet or whoever to do to, you know. Or Jeff Hardy, because you know there there's a rumor of that. that's Willow now. So uh, there's rumor they bring it back Willow. Yeah, I was I know you don't want to see the other characters. That's why I said Willow. Not you talking about you talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. Uh, what did they swear everybody and that's the character he's talking about? Not Willow. Yo, if it's Ishmael, I'm like, yo, I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off. 
But you never know. A, a, a Roman Reigns taking on Willow may not be so bad if you build up Jeff Hardy. Like you just have a win a couple matches on SmackDown, and then you know uh, that'll be like uh, good for Roman Reigns to beat. But you know you you got to get past the Willow stare, you know character. I I did I did I really think that that could be fun. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where they go with it. Yeah, but so Raw sucked that whole night. I didn't. I was like, I don't review. I don't want to review stuff that sucks. But I do. I was like, it is the second part of the draft. <laughs> but, WWE. So to what? We talk about WWE. So of course. Yeah. Well, look. That's why I didn't do it. But I, I did want to go over the, what happened in the draft picks and how some of the shit was just. Was stupid. So, I, I let's see how this after crowd jewel, which is one week from Thursday, of when you know we'll do we'll do the predictions on our next podcast because they, they are trying to super show this thing up. We we got a hell of a cell match, or we got yeah. a we don't wait. It's not a one. Are you talking about crown jewel? My man, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant SmackDown. I'm trying to say I don't know. Sorry. No, I mean this is a, an excellent way to blow off a few for Seth Rollins and Edge, and I'm like, they got we didn't need it for. This is why I don't like the pay per view in the first place. Well, well, to 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 his credit, it's usually in October anyway. They moved it up. Remember, <laughs> it's usually it would have been the pay per view that they were fighting. You're right. You're absolutely right. I can't. I can't even. I can't even get mad at you for that one. You're absolutely right on that one. Uh, I, I, I just think that uh, I think with Edge being there, he he likes to do it that way. So he probably can convince Vince more to do stuff. Yeah. Rather than any old regular person. Point two. Um, I want to move on to uh, <coughs> we we had a wrestling death. Uh, Reggie Parks. Reggie Parks was a Canadian professional wrestler uh, who was born in 1934, August 7th, August 27th, and died October 7th, 2021 due to complications with COVID. And he uh, is known for his work mostly. Like, I, this is He's not my era at all, but what I do like about this man and alleged that he is is that he was a championship belt designer and for wrestling mixed martial arts and proxy promotions and he uh has designed some of uh some of the best championships that we have known and we have seen not the not this terrible big wwe championship they got the big obnoxious WWE in there i'm talking about this man has designed the Wing Eagle Championship belt, the WCW United States Championship belt, the UFC Championship belt. Uh, was was uh, he had he uh he has a great belts for the NWA, it it wore it wore, uh, the WCW and even Shimmer, uh he he designed belts for them, uh. <clears throat> And the Intercontinental Championship 
I think this is. I don't know if he did the. I think he may did the one that Shawn Michaels a razor hand, not the, not the answer there. What? Not, not the Jericho Big Wide title. I'm talking okay. about the. Um, the oh. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I think he. I think he did the razor Shawn title. This man has had some great creations <clears throat> with title belts, and that's my connection. Obviously, too, because I wasn't, you know, old enough to see him or buoyant to see him wrestle and, and to appreciate the man's wrestling. But when it comes to the belt design, especially that Wing Eagle Championship belt, which is one of my favorite belts that I won uh, from Bret Hart, which is a, a great moment, you know. Uh, and it sucks that, you know, he died from COVID. Like, he, said, he said it came all of a sudden because. Uh, well, his family said that because you know they were, I don't know if it was on vacation or whatever the case may be, but uh, he uh, uh, he died in in Arizona, and I guess Alex, I I, I don't know, he seems he's, he's still kind of spry, but he said uh, that COVID hit me. That COVID ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. So rest peace to him and his, his uh his whole family. His, his belt designs and stuff is going to far outlive him and his legacy. Which well, that is his, his his legacy. Because uh sometimes you got you, you people admire the classic belts and they do these newer belts now. Alright, so if I'm not forgetting anything, this is how this is how we're gonna do the podcast, y'all. So next up is the, gonna be the Midway Wrestling War. This is going to be the last time on this podcast you guys are going to hear the full review of the Wednesday night, of, of the Mary Wrestling War. Me and Prime are going to do a full review every single week after NXT and Dynamite go off the air, and that's going to be our full review. Then we're going to put it up on the podcast. We're going to do a recap on the podcast. So if you want to see the full review, you got to make sure you go on YouTube and check it out while we do the recap. But this is going. This episode here is going to be the last time I put up the full review for you guys. So I just want to let you guys know that. So get ready for the midweek uh, wrestling war between NXT 2.0 and AW Dynamite two year anniversary. Uh, if if you have already listened to it, uh, that's good. Skip ahead an hour. That's how, that's how long it is. This is going to be our last four of you. By next week, we're just going to go right into recap. So let's get into it. What's going on, YouTube? It's SC, a place to be children, Mr. A.D. And not D.I.C. for prime time. What's up, y'all? Armed Anderson is back in the building. Oh, yes, he is, man. Uh, he, he, he out there burning tires and slapping Cody. Right in front of his house, I say. So, uh, mm-hmm. we... <laughs> It's a, it's it's a decent it's a midweek wrestling war here. We got a lot of things going on here. NXT 2.0 sees you know Mandy Rose taking on Amber Moon in a fatal four way tag team matchup, and Braun Breaker uh, challenging for the NXT Championship while AEW celebrating their two year anniversary with a huge eight man tag match and of course a casino ladder match right here in my home state uh, city of Philadelphia. So. We got a lot to talk about here, and um, so let's get right on to it. So NXT 2.0 uh, starts off. We got Mandy Rose, a Toxic Attraction, taking on Ember Moon. Ember Moon, uh, she's just supporting the black and gray look here. 
Uh, obviously, this match is meant to get Mandy Rose over. Ember Moon tries to go for a... Uh, well, first, she hits a stiff, a stiff forearm on Mandy Rose. That don't look like it, it, it did some damage, honestly. Uh, because even though Mandy Rose is better, and I like Mandy Rose, she is good, but she's not on Ember Moon's level, uh, in my personal opinion. Ember goes for the uh, Eclipse, but then rolls out the way. And then Mandy gives her her, her, her jumping knee, which, by the way, Ember sells like a champion. And she she wins the matchup. So Mandy Rose is the winner here to help give Mandy Rose some some wins on NXT. So I like her going back to to, to NXT and, and doing this kind of stuff. So is that like what her like fifth win on NXT? On on two on two point oh. This is this is actually her first. No, just match. in general. In general. Oh, in general, yeah, probably so. Bobby, but right now, you know, they don't count all that old stuff. So they only go by what's going on now. So yeah. I believe she only had two matches. I believe. Well, I, she actually had a match against Ember Moon back in 2016 and lost. Yeah, I remember Ember hit her with the clips and she sold it. Yeah. So I was like, so Ember, I guess we turned the favor all these years later. So next matchup, we have Odyssey Jones taking on LA Knight for one reason. Why is LA Knight even still in NXT right now? I figured he would definitely be called up to the main roster, especially after he jobbed the opening night twice into NXT 2.0. And I was like, this looks like a good main roster shit, but he's still currently here. Uh, Ashi Jones has the advantage. I feel like they have a lot of people that they going to call up because there's no reason why Walter and Imperium should not be on the main roster. There's no reason why Walter and Imperium shouldn't be on NXT because they... The ex, they need they need to get rid of they need, they need to stop being on NXT UK. They're not they're not on there either. Yeah yeah I'm about to say yeah, I I don't know if I want to see Walter on the main roster but I do want to see him in NXT at least you know doing something but if he don't fit their mold then bring him to the main roster but he he has to be utilized somehow or he made his yeah, made just want to leave because he's not even in NXT UK uh, Imperium the rest of them were never really in NXT UK like that. So it's kind of like they they kind of like how Pac is. Oh. Pac be there for like two weeks, and then he leave for like a month, and they come back in like two weeks, gotcha. and they leave. That's how they are. Man, that gets crazy. Uh, Andre Chase comes down. Did you just say Andre Chase? Yes, fuck this guy. Comes down on the apron to, to straight Odyssey Jones. Then uh, LA hits a hits a reverse neck breaker. Odyssey Jones just get his leg underneath the rope, but then Andre Chase pushes it away, and LA Knight wins the matchup. So that's obviously the next rivalry we're going for. Odyssey Jones and Andre fucking Chase. So there you have it. Uh, Don't tell me they're gonna be like this rivalry started at the wedding. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually this rivalry started during the breakout tournament. Remember, uh, Odyssey Jones beat Andre Chase in the first round. Yeah, but they're going to be like, oh, I was at the wedding. I was just trying to see that anybody called my name. And you had to go and <laughs> beat me down. <laughs> I was trying to see if anybody called my This This dumb stuff. Anyway, Cameron Grimes is, uh, said he, he uh, loves it there at NXT. You have Index and a Beautiful Wedding. And then there's Cara J and Trey Baxter, I guess, making out everywhere. He's just jealous that uh, he's on the prowl for a lucky lady. Then Pete Dunn and Rich Holland come and say they're going to change things around NXT, even though uh, Rich Holland got drafted. So he challenges Cameron Grimes uh, to a match. Um, Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Wagner 
inspections. As Vaughn Wagner is trying to give Kyle O'Reilly a pep talk, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like he's trying to tell Kyle, he's trying to reinform Kyle O'Reilly that he has heart and that and that, that he he has his back and that he looked up to him. Like, are you get Vaughn Wagner out of here? Are you serious? As if Kyle O'Reilly, I mean, I know Cool Kyle sucks the character, but you ain't gonna do it to Kyle O'Reilly. Stop that. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. You're not saying Von Wagner? <laughs> no, not Von Wagner. Uh, NXT champion uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes to the ring. Halloween Havoc is in, in return next, later in the month. And, of course, they're, they're having a pay-per-view. And Braun Breaker comes out with the... He got the sirens this time. Woo! He come out with the sirens. To all my freaks. So he comes out there. He might as well. He they might as well just call this man. They might as well just acknowledge Scott and Rick Stein. They exactly, might as well. like call him the ultimate or whatever it is. But I'm just like, yo, bro. He's every single week. He's getting more and more Steiner in him. More and more Steiner in him. So he says, look. He said that he he's he's here and he wants that NXT championship. So he he challenges him uh, for the championship at Halloween Havoc, where Ciampa accepts. But then. Joe Gacy, your boy, uh, cuts the backstage and says, well, yesterday the world sat still when social media crashed. He still had his voice. Because the, the previous day, Facebook and Instagram went down. And I didn't fucking notice because I don't have either of them. So, uh, he said, the voice of a generation of diversity. I said, this guy here. Uh, he knows one platform that will never crash, NXT. Tonight, that was well-timed, bro. That was well-timed. Uh, Ike and Gerald taking on Joe, Joe Gacy. Uh, Joe Gacy avoids Ike's flying kick and hits him with a handspring clothesline for the win. Uh, so after the match, uh, Joe Gacy lifts up Ike and Gerald and gives him a hug. Leaves and applause, uh, Icon, and on his way to the ramp, Gacy sees an intense fan standing up and staring at him. He stares down, and I'm pretty sure uh, it's it's the, it's the Brock Lesnar kid. The one who looks like Brock Lesnar? Uh, the kid? Well, he's not a kid, but you know what I'm saying. You, you, you know how they always put it. Like, who's that kid? But it's, it's, the, it's the Brock Lesnar guy, the one who looks like Brock Lesnar they can bring, bring NXT. Oh, oh, Parker, Gunner. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Gunner Harlan. Yeah. So, uh, Coral J versus uh, Frankie Monet with Robert Stone. I honestly did not know that they kind of fell apart, to be honest with you. I, I missed that segment. But uh, for some reason, um, Monet tried to go for the curve stop, but, but then uh, Jay catches her with a huge spear. And Monet looks for the grandstand, but Jay rolls up for the win, and Carl Jay wins the match. And I'm like, why is Frankie Monet taking all these pins? I guess they don't value her as much as uh, other people do. I'm about to say, like, y'all got Tyler Valkyrie from Impact, one of the best women's champions that they had over in the knockouts division, and she's coming over here, and she has not won any, I think she won one or two matches, but that's back during the old NXT, but in the new NXT, she has lost, she's 0 for 2. Yeah, and this I mean, she is like 39, almost 40, but that's still not a reason for her to not even look like, she don't even like, I don't even believe her to win any matches at all. Yeah. The way that they book her. And, and that sucks. 
MSK backstage with, with, with uh, interview by Grizzly Young Veterans appeared to start uh, berating them. A MSK suggested tonight's tag team match be Elimination Rules. So, uh, yeah, then they start brawling. Uh, Chopper's backstage for an interview, and Joe Gacy walks up and says that he heard Chopper oh, will challenge anyone with balls. And, well, that very specifically is toxic. So, Chopper, speaking from a place of privilege, and he and anyone should be allowed an opportunity. So Chopper said, well, look, if you, if, uh, he said, if Gacy can beat him next week, then we'll talk about adding you to the title shot. Then he goes in for the hug, he says, Chopper holds it back and says, let me tell you something, that ring next week will not be a safe space. Then we got Pete Dunn taking on camera grass, which I thought was probably the match of the night next to the tag team matchup because it felt like old NXT when he was having their matchup. And it, it, it was really good as uh, Cameron Grimes attacks uh, Rich Holland on the outside as he was trying to double-cross him over. But then uh, Pete Dunk, uh, he tried to go for the cave-in, but Pete Dunn uh, throws him over the top rope and then lands a, a bitter end for the win. Pete Dunn wins the matchup. After the matchup, uh, Rich Holland and Pete Dunn trying to attack Cameron Grimes, but then Cool Kyle, the one who had to get Von Wagner, let him know that he still has heart, comes out to attack both of these guys. And they, and then uh, after that, <clears throat> we get the Tony D'Angelo promo because he's here to take care of business because his debut is after the break. God, so I've been hearing a lot of people talking about him and giving him praise. I don't know what he do. Well, before that, hit Rose in the recording studio said they ain't running from Legato Del Fantasma. They're running, they're running to the money. So SmackDown wanted them, and why wouldn't they? Swerve says that. Say the Escobar wants the North American Championship, then he'll come get it on Friday night. So, I actually kind of like the promo here because it's also saying, like, he didn't say we don't know how long we have it. He's saying on Friday night, I know better to know that WWE is not drafting Legato Del Fantasma to SmackDown along with Hit Row because they will not do this rivalry any kind of justice. No, they already said, um, they already said that they don't know how long we have it. Oh, they are doing a Halloween Havoc now? Yeah, they already said it. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> First title defense is a loss. It's a loss. <laughs> and then Santos is going to win it. And I'm just like, Santos, to be honest with you, should be on the main roster also. But honestly, it sucks because we don't get the full hit roll versus Legato Del Fantasma. Because I, I, I was telling you, and PP, I've seen people agree with me that they would figure that this may be a War Games match. At least one you know of them. Vince ain't, you know Vince is not doing no intergender war games match. First of all, is Vince even doing a war games match? <laughs> he might not. What <laughs> is what is war games? I'm we only say, know Elimination Chamber. We're going to do Elimination Chamber. <laughs> that, 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 that just sucks, man. It really does. Uh, we got Malik Blade. Yes. His name is Malik Blade, taking on Tony D'Angelo. Now, Tony D'Angelo is wrestling in a white beater and some crushed velvet Sean John hey. sweatpants. Hey. You say A for that? <laughs> no, say that's what it is. Ain't that what they say? Hey. Oh, hey. So, uh, he, he's solid in the ring. He wins with the Northern Lights suplex into a swinging nutbreaker for the win. So imagine, like, remember how Jason Joe used to do the multiple Northern Light suplexes? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he does the Northern Light suplex, and then he picks the person up into, like, a, 
that Elias Fisher move where he doesn't like to swing a neckbreaker, but he holds the leg also. So it's actually very impressive. But um, he, Tony D'Angelo wins the matchup, and that's basically... Now, I, I'll be honest, his name was Tony D'Angelo, but the, his Italian thing, I feel like his name would be Joe Gacy. Yeah. Joe Gacy, hey. What, what, what you got you to say, what? man? Hey, you know what? I, 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 I even think about it like that. <laughs> uh, uh, so the, you know what? Quick question. This is a side. It's completely, completely unrelated to this review. Mm-hmm. Do you think any of these new characters are going to be in 2K22? Ooh. That's too... Now, I don't think so. That's too many to add. Uh, now, I, now I obviously, not... Not not all of them. But I'm saying, but like Braun Breaker, Odyssey Jones, uh, Joe Gacy, the ones that they're trying to push to the limelight now. Do you think that? I don't th- think so. If I think there'll be maybe DLC. Oh. There'll be like an NXT or Future Stars who, DLC. Who, who want to buy an NXT 2.0 DLC? <laughs> um, nobody. But yeah, hey. so I, I, I'm just saying, because if you got... Now, obviously, if the game came out this month like it was supposed to, obviously you can't do that. But since the thing is... You know, that is kind of weird, though. It's like, haven't they been working on the game since the the end of 2K20? Yes. So, it kind of should have been ready, right? it was ready. But what happened was... um, Sorry, what happened was that Vince told 2K... This is the last. This is, this is the last straw. If the game fails, again, we leave it. Two K. They put a lot of pressure on them. But here's the, here's the here's the problem though. Then all of a sudden, WWE started releasing everybody. So what happened was, the fans are very particular. They said if we release this game, we're releasing a outdated game. All right. And WWE did not want them to release not release an outdated game, but they still wanted them to release the game. And it's just like. Well, what do you want us to do? Because you, you you fired over fifty people. I don't know if anything was still in is still in the my career mode. I don't even know if these people, if they're gonna take that out now. I don't know if they're gonna even because uh, it's hard to like 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 to redo a whole my career and do scenes and cutscenes and make it all better within the next seven months. Until I have to fix this game. <laughs> it's gonna be like that one year where. The random guy voiced John Cena. Oh, I'm John Cena. Oh, God, that was terrible. That, that, that was fucking terrible. Yeah. We, we, they, they can't have that shit again. But if they got seven months, that means that when, when people see the game come WrestleMania, they're going to be expecting to see the new NXT logo in Arena. They're probably going to be expecting to see the new Smack, uh, SmackDown. I think they get all the new arenas, but I don't know about like Joe Gacy and all of them. Okay. I, 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 was, I was just curious. Um, Only because... They could fail. They could not be there next month. They could fail. We don't know. We don't know. But like I you said, know, Vince the, like to give people one chance, and if they don't get it, he just like push them to the side and fire them. So. Yeah, but also, but if, if if the rumor of General Manager was supposed to come back, you need people in this game, and not just to rely on the legends. And once again, you don't know what legends are going to be. They, they, they probably took Ric Flair out. Or he may still be in there. You never know. They probably took McFoley out, or he may still be in there. You never know because you, you, now they got an extra seven months. That's damn near all. It's half a year to add or to take away a lot of things. So if you're going to take away 50-plus people, 
you got to replace it with something, and that's why I was just asking. But I just hope everybody getting new tires and updated like air movements and all that kind of stuff. Like that. I yeah. hope so too. May Ying with, with Bo taking on Indy Hartwell. I'm like, this thing is dead. Okay. Now, now, May Ying, this has to be a different person playing her, right? I don't know. Is it? I don't know because I thought she was tall. Did I see like her and Indy? And I'm no, like, no, no, she was never tall. First of all, Indy Hartwell was tall. No, I know Indy is tall, but I thought like May Ying was like. At least to her, like shoulder. But he was like to her, like stomach. I was like, oh, she kind of yeah, she is small. She, she was very small. But Indy Hartwell <coughs> wins with a uh, springboard clothesline. It beats the, it beats. Her. I'm like, this act is dead. Zion Lee already got called up. This act is dead now. So and, and, and nothing more you can do. Last legends backstage. And talking talk, talk about, you know, how she shut down Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> but then Tony D'Angelo walks in and says, hey, hey, hey uh, he, he, did, he he loved the show and he wants to be part of it next week. And she said, oh, I loved him in that new Sopranos movie. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez comes to the ring, says everyone may be talking about toxic attraction, but uh, man, they have no idea what she's messing with. And she and Mandy have been around for a month tops, but she's been dominating for over a year. Uh, Tasha Traction uh, c- comes out. Mandy says that she used to admire Raquel, says that she sounded pretty damn desperate, and she's making idle threats, but they could fall at her feet. And uh, basically, there's going to be a, a stare down, and I didn't watch the rest of the segment, to be honest with you. Uh... Did, oh, what what happened? Did it turn to? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, something happened. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez got. I think um, your homegirls, uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Zoe Starks came in to even the odds with anybody to jump Raquel. So I was like, okay, whatever. NXT Tag Team Titles Fatal Four Way Elimination Matchup: MSK taking on uh the Grizzly Young Vets taking on Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams taking on Boot Scoot. A.K.A. Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen. So here's the thing: they eliminated Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes first. So was that his like chance, his opportunity, or is it, is it not? I, I don't think it was his chance. No, he's okay. got add. He's got add to the match. Uh, then the Grizzly Young Vets were eliminated by uh, Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen. So it was left down to them and MSK. MSK pulled out the. Uh, Pull, pull out the win here with um, uh, a roll-up after he tackles Bruce outside the ring. MSK wins. After the match, Jensen aren't happy. They grab the belts, and then uh, the, the fans start chanting, we want Melo. And I was like, okay. So, Bruce Jensen leave, Imperium rush attack MSK, but then Boot Scootin' come back and uh, help save them and run them off. And that's how NXT ends for the week. So. Yeah, so, and uh, there you have it. So, sure. Uh, NXT, NXT was some, but now we're going to go over to the uh, the show that happened, which was the, the 20 year anniversary of, it's the two year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. And uh, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Huh. He, he, he got better. 
Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur on the broadcast team. We start off with an eight-man tag team matchup. The Super Elite. The Super Elite. Uh, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, and and uh, the Young Bucks taking well, on... Te- technically, they are the Elite. They're not the Super Elite? Well, I'm just I'm just being technical. I'm just saying, technically, oh. the Elite started. It was those four that started. Okay. And then, obviously, went on to everything. So now, when it's those four back together... Obviously, their stock has raised, so now they're in the Super Elite. Gotcha. Now, if Kevin Owens comes over, was he part of the Elite? No. Or he was part of Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Wow. The Elite started, it was just Kenny, the Bucks, and Adam Cole. Okay. No AJ, Finn, by none of That's just Bullet Club stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. So many groups to try to figure this shit out. They uh, weren't in the Bullet Club at the time, but like those four were the Elite. Okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. Well, uh, they're, they're taking on American Dragon, Brian Danielson, Christian Cage, uh, Jurassic Express, and why is Marcus Lucky coming out here? Uh, I thought the, I, I thought the uh, match was pretty good, especially being in Philly. It was hot. The Leah Core Center was packed. I was like, oh, shit. I ain't never really seen Leah Core Center packed like that because, once again, I, I, I've never been at a wrestling show in the Leah Core Center before. I, really I think want, that's what they do it in the smaller arenas to pack them more rather than yeah. trying to go and do the, the 15,000 seat arena and you know. Yeah, well, like I said, because uh, I wanted to go back during the lockdown 2009 when it was like Mick Foley versus Sting for the, the, T, the T, TNA championship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really wanted to go to that because that, that was a Philly, but uh, I didn't get a chance to get down to the League Course Center because that, that, that was the because uh, I always go to Wells Fargo, obviously. Where they had the WWE shows at, or the twenty three hundred arena, where they have the House of Hardcore, the Ring of Honor shows at. But so I, I want to make it to. Oh, imagine if they would have ran a, a AEW show and been Marks and ran it in the uh, the EC, the twenty three hundred arena. I hope no, don't ever do that. <laughs> don't ever fucking. Do oh that. my god, that's some Mark stuff right there. That that is some Mark stuff right there. Don't ever do that shit. Don't don't do that. AEW is way. You beyond. know what? Honestly. If I was them, I wouldn't do it for. I would do it for like a like a house show type of thing, like a. No. They don't do house shows. No. But I would do it for something like no. that. No. Lead that shit to Ring of Honor because AEW is way beyond twenty three hundred arena. Way. <laughs> WWE went to twenty three hundred arena. What are you talking about? Would you say what? WWE went there. What didn't they go there with the uh, when they was partnering with Evolve? Bro, Evolve was there. They sent their camera people there. No, and then you just had the victory network thing on there. But other than that, nah, no, nobody else uh, other than Gorgano and Matt Riddle and Drew Goulet, nobody you else was him? there. Nobody. They they did send some of the superstars take pictures with them. But other than that, no, they won't stay in there. They won't stay in there. Uh, you know, uh, Jungle Boy is the MVP of the matchup, but I hate seeing him still take the pin on a lot of these things. Uh, the rough back is turned, and he low blow Luchasaurus. Super Lee do a terrible four man power bomb. Yeah, Kenny could not hold him. Yeah. I was like, yes. what, what? What happened here? Did he sandbag him? The camera maker just not couldn't get him up. What the hell happened? Uh, he probably just couldn't couldn't carry him. You know, he is like three hundred twenty something pounds. And, you know, yeah. Well, <laughs> when they had like when they had him, it was good. Then, as soon as they like let go, he was like, oh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, probably what it was. 
Everybody was, oh, 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 and then just, 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 <laughs> everybody started booing too. I was like, I kind of feel bad. That's that, terrible. They, uh, the Bucks Super Kid Jungle Boy and Omega uses the Snapdragon on Jungle Boy. And Cole follows up with a Panama Sunrise on Jungle Boy. Brian Dancer is there to make the save to stop the pin, but uh, Danson ate a triple super kick, and then Super Elite hit a four way V trigger on Jungle Boy. They just, they just destroyed Jungle Boy. And then, like, mm-hmm. yep. they gave him, like, a Margo stunt destroying. And no, I don't, I, I kind of, I kind of miss having them on house shows, because that's when they were their most annoying. So, like, you know, that's why when they run the ropes, obviously, that was their, like, ring of iron and all that spot, because they weren't, they were just doing it. Like, they wasn't on TV then. So, uh-huh. I, I like, there's more stuff that they did when they weren't on TV that was just fun for the crowd that they obviously can't do anymore now that they're on TV. But... Uh, I, that's why it kind of reminded me of it. It's just like, we just gonna all hit you in the back of the head for no reason. Just because we can. Just because, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like yeah, I said, I I've that. seen, I've seen the Young Bucks do their, do their shit at the 2200 arena. I've I, I seen all that shit before, bro. Yep. They, yeah. All the, all the indie spots that they, or the comedy spots, I was saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to point out one thing in this match. There's a, uh, Danielson had Omega in the uh, cattle mutilation, and like Nick Jackson jumped from the top and did a swan time. And it, if you're not careful, that could break your neck. It I forgot to mention that that was definitely scary. Because, but you know, like I said, Dan Bryan left to say, I'm doing all the crazy shit when I leave. That's exactly what he did, too. <laughs> exactly. exactly what he did. Uh, it's, so, it's so wild that two people that had to retire was in that match. That's so crazy. Oh, yeah, Christian Gage, first of all, I bet you forgot to mention, Christian Gage had taken out when he got the motor driver on the outside. Or yeah. The, or the beat, whatever driver it's called now. It's still Melsa driver. So Melsa driver, yeah. Seeing Punk is in the ring to make the announcement, he said, anybody getting tired of this yet? blowing out his knees. Yeah. <laughs> he said, is anybody getting tired of this yet? Anybody saying no, because we, you know, we here in Philly and stuff like that. And he said, you know, he, he lived in Philly uh, moved for 2003 for a few years and wrestled and ran a wrestling school stuff like that so he got much love for Philly he got from humble beginnings and he said Philly's always been special to me he wanted to, he wanted to get back either I wrestle for you or buy you all cheesesteaks and they was really thinking like yo what, what should we do here <laughs> and I was like y'all seriously <laughs> cause you know all, all, we ain't all gonna agree with what with, with the cheesesteak place is gonna be but you know but he said is, is it cheesesteak or is it cheesecake I said stop it bro Stop it. Cheesecake is New York, bro. We in Philly. It's cheesesteak. Uh, he said, well, I'm going to wrestle. And uh, he said, and D- D- Daniel Garcia, if you got any balls, I'll see you on Rampage. I was like, wait a minute. We're getting a two. I know Philly's getting two shows. Yeah, Rampage. I thought it was just getting the dynamite and that was it. No. Wow. Okay, so so it looks like they, 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 they're doing dynamite. And then wherever city they had to tape it rampage the same night. And then I think for their this current schedule, yes, but they don't do it all the time. Okay. Like like when they were in Chicago, they actually did it two different nights. Okay. So I guess it depends on the venue. Like obviously for rampage, they wanted to do the different night to keep that big crowd. Yeah. So sometimes they'll do it two different nights. And sometimes they're doing it the same, like depending on the scheduling, which I don't know the scheduling. Obviously, yeah. Uh, 
So he said, oh, Red Patch, before leaving, uh, CFL took off his George and gave it to a young fan singing, sitting at ringside. I was like, yo, bro, be, be, be honest. You got a first hold pair on, of Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He did what? He gave his George to a fan looking like Orange Cassidy in, in, in the audience. Did you not? Oh, I'm saying, punk, what are you doing? You, you, know, you know how much they cost? Yeah. So, he got home, home again. He got, he got his Jordan 1s. Dead serious. No, he, he was on a show that I watched, and he bought them for $18,000. The red and black ones? He bought a red and black one and black and red. Well, guess what? The red and black ones is gone. Damn, punk is a... Oh my god! <laughs> he just burning my. <laughs> because he was like, "Oh, this is my first expensive player, a pair of shoes." He bought two Jordans. He only bought two oh, Jordans. That, oh, is that when he was on Complex? Yeah. Wow. He only bought two, and they were eighteen thousand. He was like, "I don't know if I'm gonna do it." So he did, and he gave them away. Huh. He gave one pair away to a fan that was in the front row. It, it, it was a kid. Who looked like who was dressed I don't like Orange? Care if he was a kid, he said, "No, get get on to me." Who who was dressed as Orange Cassidy? Oh, nobody care about no Orange Cassidy. Let Orange Cassidy give him shoes. <laughs> that kind of made me upset. Like, Bruh. you mean a? Huh, all right. <laughs> Cause look, look, I was watching. I was like, "Yo, that's supposed to be me and my son in the front row right now." And if, see if I get them Jays, like you give them Jones to me. The camera look like you you got them Jays. Them Jays is mine. Cause at first. <laughs> Because my, my wife was uh, he, he was taking off his shoes And I was like CM Punk don't do it And she said Do you know what you can cause If you throw a pair of J's In a Philly crowd And she said you better tie them just together Hospital trips Exactly I said She said you better tie them just together Because I thought I was like you, Why would you throw one individual pair of shoes And then he took them all And then he went right to a young fan In the in, in the, the front row Whispered something to him it's like you know, like like hey, dude, like these are for you. And then how much it, you want to bet that young fan got beat up later that night? But bro, bro, you in Philly, okay? <laughs> I I know this shit. Like and, and, yeah, and I was you thought you were gonna leave home shoes, huh? Yeah, yeah give me them shoes. <laughs> it was, and I'm like, yo, those are some fresh and I mean fresh jays, bro. And see if I'm walking, young Philly boy robbed for Jordan. <laughs> boy coming at ten. Oh, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta watch this to make sure that that didn't happen. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> he better make sure he get, he he got the arena last, okay? To make sure let everybody else go first, and you get out the Lee Court Center because you went the Lee Court Center. Now I'm gonna tell you something, Prime. You know where Lee Court Center is at up here? South Philly? No, it's North Philly. North Philly, okay. Yeah, N- North Philly. That 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 is that is the Urban Youth Center right there because Lee Court Center is part of Temple. Temple is the nice part of North Philly. That that's that. The gentrified Northern Liberty section. But in reality, you are still in North Philly. When you go to the Wells Fargo, you're in South Philly. No, you're in North Philly. And you heard the stories about North Philly. So I'm just like, bro, I hope you went to your parking lot, <laughs> got to your car, and was like, speed off, speed off. But yeah, he gave him those away. Uh, Arn Anderson's outside Cody House, and he called. <clears throat> Boom, boom, boom. Our man, he, he's sitting there uh, burning stuff up because he, he said that Cody got too Hollywood and then uh, he was burning his blaze and stuff like that. And then Cody said, What you doing? Like, and he was just like, Oh, somebody actually knows that I'm here. Because he said, Oh, you need to, 
throw that away. He because he he took off his like his same attire, and then Arn slapped Cody right in the face. And he threw it away, and then uh, he said, "You threw us away," and then he just threw it in, threw the tie into the, the uh. You mean to dumpster. tell me? Say what? You mean to tell me Cody just in his house chilling? He got on the full suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking a question. That is a huge shit thing to do, like a salmon suit. He just in the house, just chilling. Why, why, you know, take take care of little Liberty with a whole suit on, two like three piece suit. And that, that's Cody for you. Nineteen sixty one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TNT Championship, t- yeah, t- title match. Uh, Sammy Guevara taking on Bobby Fish. I like this because Bobby Fish returned to like that old martial arts kickboxing style. Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. And he, he showed that he was in there hanging with Sammy Guevara, even though he's like 40 years old. And I'm just like, every time really? I see he's shit like, like 42, this. 42, ain't he? <laughs> yeah, I know. Every time I see shit like this, I'm just like, they just never gave him a chance. He's just undisputed error, and that was it. But they never gave him, like, the chance. Yeah, he, his first match was against uh, Aleister Black, and he lost. And then he, did, he wasn't on TV after that until uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah. So... There's a uh, Sammy Guevara tries to get get a little pretty on the ropes, but uh, Fish kicks him off the ropes. A very look, a very dangerous spot, so he need to be careful with that. Uh, but Bobby Fish uh, does a top rope Super Falcons arrow, which looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's still able to hit. He was still able to hit that, and then uh, covers up for a two count. Uh, but I like how Sammy Guevara uh, fights back, and then he hits him with a G uh, a G a GTH. And I like how Byfish sold that show. He like how he got like I, I thought he was like legit knocked out for <laughs> <laughs> he, he like just rolled backwards like done. And I was like, oh, I, I, I that was a great finish. So uh g- good matchup. I'm glad to see Byfish in AEW. Yep, Bobby Fish is officially all elite. All elite. America's top team with Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky starts sur- surrounding the ring and uh did, this uh, was so weird at first because like it was Paige Van Zandt that came out at first and for one I never knew Paige Van Zandt before now and now I'm like yeah I, I, I know Paige Van Zandt a lot but <laughs> I did not know I was like why is she just like in the ring she's not scared like I don't know it was just weird she <laughs> that, just oh man I forgot, to, I forgot to see that's what I forgot to mention about NXT because she made you made me you made me uh, think about her when uh, they finally explain who the hell Diamond Mine is. Oh, who is she? Like no, cause uh, well, she was on that that show that The Rock had. You know, they had like the, the, the tough competitors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, Titan uh, uh, Titan Games. Yeah, Titan Games. Yeah, no. When when, when you talk about the girl that came out in AEW, it made me think of Homegirl from Diamond Mine. Oh, okay. And, Sasha was on there, too. Oh, she was? Okay, yeah, well. Yeah. The girl from Diamond Mine a little better. But I'm just saying, but Malcolm Bivens, they did a whole backstage promo explaining who the fuck Diamond Mine is. And I was like, oh, thank you. Finally, somebody... They need somebody... to explain that to you because every time they get a new member, they get fired. So they need to keep explaining. <laughs> well, uh, well, this time, the the, the, uh, the Asian guy is the coach. Okay, then the Creed brothers. Yeah, they got the Creed brothers, and then then you got Homegirl, then then you got Roderick Strong. It looks like they may be taking the place of Hit Row. 
Foot I, I agree. I agree. All right. Which I, I don't necessarily agree with, but because they, they're putting a lot of stock behind the statement. But anyway. Uh, so, uh, Fuego Del Sol try, try, tries to run out to the ring to help Sammy, Sammy Abedzio work, but then here comes Chris Jericho and Jake uh, Hager. Um, the, the two UFC guys did not, they didn't, uh, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> no, they, I only did, they, they, they know how to truly pull their punches. Yeah, but it was like doing like, they, they weren't like punching, it was like mashing their face. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, kind of, it don't look good. It, sure. it, it did not look good, especially on TV. Like, you, you got to train these guys. Uh, so Jericho Hayer come out, and then um, I like how uh, it, it reminded me a lot like a new Jack. The song kept uh, stopped, but the fans kept uh, singing the song as they tried to retreat. And Ted Lambert was trying to talk, but no, they didn't, they didn't finish the song. He's like, Gary, get out your system. And uh, he said, you've been a big man bitch for a long time, Chris. He said, Rampage is coming to Miami and South Florida. It's the home of America's top team. There's only one king of the streets in the in, in the, the 315. And that's uh, Joy Masterville. 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 That's the one who gave him the knee. Yeah. Our town. Which is like, he should, he should be the one that's in the match. Exactly. <laughs> our town match, man of the year and junior. Uh, Dos Santos with my bodyguard, uh, ringside against your team, Jericho, said Lambert. And the Jericho said, we're going to be the living shit out you, Lambert. And, and we'll then, see you. And then here comes JR. That's the first time I heard that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> JR was just like, oh, that's, that's a real one. He said, the living shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a true ass again. Now he will be the shit. I'm going to be the living shit out you. Uh, mm, like, I, I got a good laugh out of that. Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Aubrey Edwards to, for a special announcement by Tony Khan, even though it's just basically Tony Schiavone making the announcement. Tony Khan ain't coming out on TV. And they're announcing that since the men have the TNT championship and we're moving to TBS January 5th, we're going to make the TBS championship, and that's going to be for the women's division. So they showcase the belt. The belt don't look, they, they look bad. I, it don't look bad, but I do have a problem with it. Is it the blue? No, it's the. I wish it was the, a distinguished belt. Oh, what you, oh it, like so? So does that TBS across it? No, I'm saying like it, it's literally the TNT belt, but with TBS on it. Yeah, I wish they would have made it a different look to have its own unique look because in WWE we hate the belt with the big W on it because it looks they all look the same. Yeah. So also we want we want different variety in the belts. I, so I. I so, what'd you say? No, to be honest, the TBS championship looks better than their women's championship. I think their women's championship looks good. They just don't have no color. Well, the TBS it's, it's, has also, that nice it's blue. also so 1970s small. You see how small it is? Well, yeah, but you know, Cody, you know Cody like the old school looking belts and all that but, kind of stuff. But if that's the case, then why, then why don't all the belts look like that? Because that is the smallest belt they have. I'm like, we should the women can't handle it. But then the TBS championship looks like the actual men's size championship. Yeah, because it, it is. It's just a TBS <laughs> difference. I just wish that it would be like a distinguished their own belt. That's all. But it does look good. I like the blue around it. I just kind of wish. It was its own thing. Yeah. And then also, also if I'm nitpicking, I, the TBS logo in the middle with the, 
the black kind of looks weird. Like, why not just put the whole circle black and not, like, just that small little spark? Like, sure. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. But it, I, overall, like I said, I, I, I kind of do like the belt. It's going to be a tournament to, to see who's going to win the, the championship. Now, I hope, because Britt Baker had a promo backstage saying that now all y'all bitches can fight over something else. And I'm sitting there like, okay, you got to understand something. We just got a, another woman's storyline going. I hope AEW... Because they do have a problem with these women doing them in the dark. That they, it's like, you, you gotta, fo- the, the main focus is supposed to be a women's championship. So you gotta make big stories for that. And then you gotta make mediums, you gotta make uh, undercard stories for this TBS championship. Don't just make the TBS championship feel bigger than a women's championship. You know what I'm saying? I think that the champ will either be Ruby Soho, Jade, or Thunder Rosa. It's gonna be Jade Cargill. Donna Rosa needs to go for that woman's champ. I, I, I truly think that uh, Jay wins that belt and she goes few with the people down under car while Donna Rosa works her way up the rankings and then she goes challenge Brent Baker at, was it, Re- Revolution? That's if like, February? I don't want her to... Well, I, yeah, I guess she could be at Revolution. Yeah, that's... I'm like, that's only that's, like a few that's, months from now. I don't know. That's, if you look at it, it's five months away. Okay, wait. Well, yeah. Then yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, so you know, that's, that's almost another half a year to just get get things ready, get 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 her wins back up because she just took a loss on Rampage. So you know, now she's probably back in dark. So she probably got to get, get get her wins back up and things like that. So, uh, I don't know who they pushed them to the to the top because I don't know who's at like. She's fought Red Velvet. She's fought Statlander. She's fought um. Ruby Soho. Who else is there? I know there's other people, but they don't really have their women showcase. Like there's Karen Hogan and other people like that. But we'll see. But that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I hope that this TBS championship does not cloud the fact that y'all gotta focus on y'all women's championship first. Cause I, cause I think they put a lot of stock in behind. Like I want Jade to be this champion because she's still undefeated. And but. Even if they're gonna put it on Jade, but it's like they're, they're making it a big deal. We all need to make your women's championship the big deal. But you but you gotta push some other women up to up to, to up to the forefront. And right mm-hmm. now, y'all need to reserve Thunder Rosa and for, for for Revolution. But you need somebody for Full Gear in November. So they gotta they, they need to push somebody up. And right now, the number one contender really is Jay Cargill. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of things they got they got to work on with that. Darby Allen uh, versus uh, Nick Camarado from the Factory. Darby Allen just comes out with his entrance and it just dives onto him to the outside. Then we get a picture in picture, and then next thing you know, uh, he comes up with the we come back cough and drop. That's the end of the matchup. So QT Marshall comes in there and uh, hits Sting. Sting no sells it. And uh, pops back up at the diamond cut. He's a scorpion death drop on QT. Get rid of the factory, okay? Get rid of him. Yeah, I, 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 it was always speculated on why QT has a job, but now we know why. It's because he, QT is, uh, what's the dude's name? Who? The Booty Man. The Booty Man. Uh, Billy Gunn. No. Oh my God! What is his name? Ed Leslie, what is his name? Um, 
what, 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 group, what group is he in? Butcher. The butcher. No, not the butcher. Oh. <laughs> not the butcher. What is his name, man? Brutus. Brutus the barber. My bad. Brutus oh, the barber. Beefcake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, man. Brutus the barber. Beefcake. He is Brutus the Barber Beefcake, like how he was to Hogan, where he was holding his friend, so he just got put on. Yeah. That's how that's what QT is for Cody. Yeah, he definitely just got put on. Definitely. Especially watching Rose to the Top. I'm like, bro, he's in every episode so far. Yeah. <laughs> he's, annoying. he's like Bray, a main character. Even Bray's like, it's always QT. I'm just like <laughs> See? It's like, what the fuck? Like, get him out of here. <laughs> get QT out of here, bro. Uh, oh, Evil Uno backstage, because Dark Order sucks. And they, they decide that they're going to be on the same page now. Uh, Dante Martin in the ring, and then he says, look, he's here to fight anyone in the AEW locker room because, you know, he's been he's proven that he can, he could be a single star. Then the lights shut off, and then right behind him is Malachi Black. I like how he introduced himself. Sprayed him with the mist and then hit him with the with the black mask. And then it went dark again, and then... He, yeah, yeah, it- I don't think it needed to go dark the second time. It did, and it's just like okay. I, I can understand if he was supposed to be like hiding Dante. He just rolled out to the. He just rolled out. He just rolled to the floor. Rolled to the ring. I was like, okay, so just keep him there. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's, just you know, show it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get that, but Dante Martin versus Malachi Black should be a dope match, though. Do you think it'd be a? a, a do you think it'd be like a feud or just a one-off? It'll be it'll so be Malachi a one, win. I, it'll, it, it, it'll be like I think Malachi Black is going to do to Dante Martin what he did for Velveteen Dream. Okay, that's why I think it's going to be where this is going to help get Dante Martin over in a loss more, and then Malachi Black is going to show him respect because he's, he's not part of the Nightmare Family. Uh uh-uh. oh, you know what I'm saying? That's what that's what I think this is going to be. Uh. The F- FTW World Champion, absolutely Ricky Starks in the ring. He says he, he has uh, the same damn mindset as Taz, and that's why he's FTW Champion. We can see the same about Brian Cage, Brian, uh, the typical Brian fashion. Uh, question. Yeah. Is Ricky Starks the face in this feud? Like, it seemed like it, but <laughs> I'm like. Ricky Starks is very over. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. If this is the way it's being booked, and they 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 get this feud gets no TV time whatsoever, then I see why Brian Cage and his fiance are pissed. Because they get Brian Cage just comes storming out there, and because it's going to be a a, a Philly Street fight uh, on Rampage, and then uh, as that happens, Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook pull Starks out of the ring, saving him from Brian Cage. I'm just like, okay, well. This feud gets no time every week. This feud gets no time. The Brian Cage. Well, I don't thing, think. No I, I think this is a. Uh, what do you call it? A redoing of the feud. I or guess. Like a, like a like a revival. Because remember, I thought the feud was over because he was going at the punk, but obviously that wasn't the case. And then they just kind of, I guess, paused on Brian Cage for punk. I guess so. And, and I, 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 I can see why that will make Brian Cage uh, uh, unhappy, to be yeah. honest with you. But we we, we got to see how we, plus, we got to see how it plays out. And plus, he's fighting Ricky Starks. No offense to Brian Cage, but him and Ricky Starks just don't even look like they should be fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. 
F, uh, uh, we got Hikaru Shida versus the woman of a thousand holes, Serena D. This is going to be, if Shida wins, she gets a 50th win. Uh, the first woman in AEW to get 50 wins. As soon as they showed that trophy on the outside, I knew she was losing. As soon, a lot of people thought she was winning because it already had her name on everything. No, because see, why would they, you don't show that shit if they win? I was like, you bring it out afterwards. It's like you don't yeah. show an NBA championship to somebody uh, in their home on the home thing because it would make them lose. No, so her and she had a pretty decent matchup, uh, but she started working on her left leg, and then that's what gave uh, Hikaru Shida in. Uh, even she even tried to hit most of her moves, even the Falcons arrow, and then uh, Serena Deep kept kicking out, and then but so uh, Serena Deep uh, hit the Serenity lock and forced she to tap out. So now she's forty nine and ten in her her matchup, and then she took the trophy and hit Serena Deep over the head with it and broke it. So now we actually got a rivalry going. So I'm like, okay, a rivalry going that's not part of the women's championship. Good job. Now we can now Serena can like uh, uh now Sheeta can chase for that fiftieth rent. And don't give it to her on dark. Give it to her on like a a pay per view or something or a special show. Don't just give it I did that I did it for probably trying to save it for like full gear. And then like maybe I think they'll save it for another big dynamite. Or another big dynamite, yeah, that's right. Well I mean well full gear is, is in about four weeks anyway. uh, they they probably do it at the Miami show. Oh, fair enough, okay. Uh, outside, uh, Alex Marvarez tells Darby Allen that MJF asked for a match with you next week on Dynamite, and he says, of course. But then this limousine pulls up, and then these mass hoodlums that was called by Muhammad Hassan came out and attacked Darby. And then Warlow, which we knew was him, gave him an F10 on these, uh, the stop sign and these guardrails. Like, why would you take that fucking bomb? So, just real quick. So, when I came in, I seen... The guy with the mask grabbed the camera, and I'm like, because I, I did not know what was going on. I didn't know who it was at the time. I was just like, is that Sean Spears? And then two people got out the car, and I'm like, so those must be the revival. But I wasn't sure. I thought it was like hired people. No, it, not, it, it's the fucking pinnacle. Yeah, and then I seen the big dude get out. Okay, obviously that's more of them. So obviously this is the pinnacle. Yeah. Like at first I was like, maybe he got some hired people, because I didn't know that. I didn't even know that this was MJF related. But then, obviously, <laughs> you see the big dude. Yeah, <laughs> like looking out, stopping. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it, it gives him an F10 on 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 all that steel, which was a dumb bump to take. But yeah, so he gets treated. They say that he may not be able to make it till next week. Uh, Leo Rush is backstage, and he and he's saying he's trying to get Odati Martin. So he said, if you take the challenge from Malachi Black, maybe you need some guidance. Maybe you need to wrench, rush, and repeat. We'll talk soon. Uh, main event time, the casino ladder match. We have Andrade El Eagolo taking on John Moxley, the Murderhawk, Lance Archer, Big Money Matt, Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy Pack, and the Joker card. So Orange Cassidy and Pack start the thing out because you know, uh, shout out to uh, was it their match last year? Oh, the first Dynamite Day, the ones who started started out. Also, I thought that was cool. Uh, Andrade comes out next. Uh, with with Pack, uh, hits the ladder on Andrade. Then after that we get Lance, we get Matt Hardy. No knees, Matt Hardy coming down here who has no business being in this matchup. Uh, comes down. Then we have Lance Archer coming down with just a random guy that he's beating up. He's still he's still doing that gimmick. <laughs> just, just 
toss a random person around and beat him up. Then we get uh, Moxie coming down from the ring. Uh, he comes out from the crowd. Him and Lance Archer beat uh, are going in and fighting. And then uh, we get uh, the Joker card, which turns out to be Adam Page, and he was over in Philly. The crowd was chanting for him hard in Philly. So the winner of this matchup is a future t uh, world title matchup. Uh, a lot, a lot of things here. Uh, a lot of big ladder spots. Adam Page hits Pack off the ladder with his. I forgot what he calls that finishing move when he has you like. Uh, dead eye. Did the, the dead eye through a table? I was like, thank God, Pack took the right. I was scared how he was going to take that move. Uh, uh, Pack kicks Andrade off the top rope down to a ladder. It's, uh set up at, at like like on on the uh I guess it was on the uh the apron in in, in the not, it wasn't the table it's the the apron in the guardrail but uh Andrade crashes through that Arch Cassidy gets uh taken out Lance Archer I didn't even see how Lance Archer got taken out to be honest with you uh Moxley and Paige Lance Archer got um <sighs> I forgot he got taken out. I forget how though. Yeah, that's uh, got taken out by Matt Hardy when he got gave him a leg drop through the table and Matt hurt him his own fucking self because now he ain't got no thighs. <laughs> I think that's the move that messed up his knees in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Uh so but uh but the truth is the truth, right? Ooh, wait a minute. I'm looking at a picture of the blue meanie on AEW. <laughs> Okay, I didn't even see that part, Pinky. <laughs> I guess he's on dark or something. I don't know. Okay, that's just wrong. Uh, <laughs> that, that's just all the way wrong. Uh, John Moxley and Adam Page up there fighting, and all of a sudden, John Moxley just kind of like falls off. Like he just like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm too dizzy, and just falls off. Adam Page wins the, wins the poker chip, and like I said, Adam Page is back in contention for the championship. It ain't gonna be Brian Danielson. It's gonna be Adam Page is gonna take the championship off Kenny Omega. The weird part, I didn't like how. I guess it's just a me thing. I wish it was like a more of a of a climatic uh, win. Like I knew Heyman was gonna win, but like the way that Moxley fell, yeah, was not like it's like I thought something was gonna happen because he he waited for Moxley to fall. He fell slow, and he was looking at him the whole time, and then he went up to get it. And he couldn't get it. And I was like, oh, somebody else going to definitely uh, yeah. gonna beat him up, right? But nah. He just took forever to unpick it. I was like, okay, well, yeah. But they, but they, but they once again, was running out of time. And uh, It's, um, I mean, I, I like that Hangman is winning. I like that he kept his his uh, his uh heat and all that. But this will feel, it's, it's, it's going to feel weird. I mean, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a good weird, though, because like I said, I, I don't know if he's going to challenge at full gear, which he probably should, or if he's going to challenge at Revolution, but he, I, I, it's going to be a pay-per-view that he's going to challenge for this title. Yes, and he's going to challenge, and I, I, I think he's going to win, but I, I, I don't know necessarily if he'll have, like, a lengthy title right. Oh, you think he's going to go to Brian Danielson? I don't know who's going to go to it. I'm saying, like, I think after Omega... Omega, it's not going to be like a six-month, ten-month reign. It's going to go like, you know, maybe five months and or three probably months just, or whatever. Probably just to the next pay-per-view. Like, yeah, probably just to get more people, like, more main people like uh, Punk or Brian or whoever to have the belt. 
But they at least want to give it to Hangman, I think, because he's homegrown. I think so too, but I, I think I think Hangman and Brian Nelson can have some decent matches. I think CM Punk is still is still working with the undercard. I think we gotta see how this Owen Hart tournament is gonna work out next year. Okay. Because I think I think also that that, that that could play a part into it also when when uh, Kevin Owens comes over here and wins that draw. So yeah, 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 so that thing plays out. But that was the midweek wrestling war, guys. I know we went we went kind of over. On time a little bit here, but it, it was like it was like the pack. We were almost we went an hour. So, uh, what was the better show this week for you, Brian? Uh, AEW Dynamite. Oh, speaking of AEW Dynamite, Jr. Who cares about the Oklahoma Sooners? <laughs> Did you hear what he said? No, I missed it. He said Hangman Page wins the the uh, the chip, the casino chip, and with title for the uh, for the championship. Good night, folks, and remember. Go Sooners beat Texas. Fade to black. <laughs> JR. Who cares about the Sooners? You know he loves his college. He loves his college football, baby. Like I was like, that was not needed at all. Who <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who was watching and saying, "Yeah, we need the Sooners to go beat like anybody that's in Oklahoma, Oklahoma." Oh, I was like, "All right, Jr. Nobody cares." You're right. Nobody does care. But guys, be taxes. You right. said what? That's what he said. Be taxes. Go Sooners. Be taxes. They use a little JR's uh, barbecue sauce. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. AEW had the better show this week. So post that comments down below. How did you guys feel? Who, who you felt had the better show? Thanks for listening to us. If you listen to us on a podcast, we're going to move on. All right, guys, that was the last full Wednesday. I keep saying Wednesday. Midweek Wrestling War Review. Once again, after this episode of the podcast, we're going to be just doing a little quick recaps of things we liked and things we didn't like. If you guys want to listen to our whole review, we're going to put those out on Thursdays or Fridays, whatever we're able to do. And that's how y'all guys are going to see the full review. But that's going to be the end of our show today. I'm sorry it was a very short episode for you guys, but. You know, I'm sneezing. I'm trying to breathe and talk at the same time. So, you know, I appreciate Pryor being patient with me. But I'm like, yeah, I got to, you know, get off the mic a little bit just to to help conserve my voice. So make sure you guys check out SpacesFilly.com. That's what we're a part of. Check out all the content they have over there. Lulu Pop Plus One. Lulu Pop Horror Show, Both Sides, Market Dark Show, and Doing Business with Mark Randall. You guys should check us out on the Nerd Coalition side, such as the No Gimmick Scene and Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gas with Talk Podcast, Turntable, Simple Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Drug Thoughts, and you guys listen to us on all the, all the podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and you guys can uh, check out us on YouTube Premium, where we put the snippets up of the show, check out Prime Nostalgia Podcast, and make sure you check out Prime Conversations as well. Uh, yeah, and check out you know check out my man Q Flow with the with, with the with the wardrobe album and all the other stuff he's been doing, and check out the website therealnerdcoalition.com. Yes, therealnerdcoalition.com. The website is not you know up to date, but you guys can still go try to go there and buy your merch, your t-shirts, your hoodies. Go out there and fight COVID nineteen and the, the new Delta variant and, and more variants with your mask on. So make sure you have to go out there and uh, fight a good fight. So, uh, that's it for our show this week. So, uh, 
Once again, this is NC a place for children trying to stay in And that Dion says a prime time. All right, y'all. All right, and Q Flow, wherever you're at, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.